0: All right, guys, good to have you back. I'm here with my good friend Gary Hale. Gary, this is the first time in months that we haven't had the AC turned on. Yeah,
1: I thought you were going to say this first time in months. Since <laughs>
0: We've I- done podcasts. We've yeah, done
1: podcasts. So and we had some in the bank, but I guess that ran out.
0: Yeah. Well, and we do that. You know, I try to be I try to be a on the whatever podcaster, but the thing is we're both busy in ministry family, and sometimes it just gets a little bit a lot.
1: So have you, have you uploaded all our, our podcast? Oh, everything we've had so, so far.
0: No, no, no. Everything. I have to look and see when the last one hit. It may have been a couple weeks ago. So yeah. every once in a while we miss a couple weeks, but I, I'm not too overly concerned because not every podcaster does it once a week. So, um, I think we're okay.
1: Yeah. It keeps people waiting. just anticipating, like, will it be this week? That one drops?
0: <laughs> well, and the thing I think about too, is I'm, I'm subscribed to podcasts and I never, it never bothers me that I didn't get one in a week. I don't even know what their posting schedule is. You know what I'm saying? So I, it's I think it's
1: like the TV shows, you have seasons, you have like the fall season spring right. season, you know, so, so many episodes. And so, um, but it wasn't because we were on the writer strike or anything like that.
0: No, no, just life. And we both, I um, think you've had a pretty full schedule travel and stuff here going on church yeah, wise. And I Easter. have, I have two with, uh, Around a little bit of my discipleship with people, mm-hmm. uh, and so that's been a little bit of shift in a couple of my days. Plus, we're doing some marital counseling, so we, we've got a pretty full week, yeah. Uh,
1: hey, when's yeah. the last time you, you checked the uh, the ratings? Do we still have a, the military one? The oh, he is still one?
0: beating you, brother. He is still that's bringing crazy. you. You're 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 a close second. I'll take a look at it real here. Real I think quickly. he's
1: coming back. I think I saw where is he's he? on the schedule or okay. something. Well, uh, I don't know if we want to give him airtime again or not. <laughs> I guess we do because we're not jealous. We're happy for him, right?
0: Right. We need to have we need to have Doug in here too, precious Paula. Come in and maybe do an interview with them sometime too. Yeah, my in laws, outlaws and, and in laws. We've and, got a good relationship. Yeah. <laughs> when he doesn't use the outlaw word, uh, uh, it goes better. <laughs> it goes a little bit better. But both of them have a good sense of humor and Paula, we joke, call her precious Paula. Uh, let's see. We've been in, uh, actually. What is today? The we're about fifth, yeah, we're, in,
1: yeah, we're in mid-November.
0: Um, so when this drops is so the last of the ones dropped on October twenty eighth. So we're a couple okay. weeks behind. All right. And let me look That's at our let me look at our stats here. Like our faithful few that. Oh yeah. Okay. Let me see. See if it gives me this here because I don't want to keep people listening to me just stumbling and bumbling here. But this is pretty. Pretty good, Curtis. Curtis is, is his name. Yep, Curtis. Curtis headed out of the park, and um, here we go. Podcast info. Oh, here it is. Stats. Okay, so look at uh, app episode downloads, and let's see. Uh, I think you can
1: just give ranking. I don't think you actually want to tell how many. Do you? Well, we'll have to.
0: We'll have to see. It might be embarrassing. Here we go. Most popular, Curtis Adams. 95 Gary Hale trailing by 10 okay. at 85 right. and then Christmas by another 11 Christmas in the Dominican Republic. These are all done in Nope. Uh, Curtis was in 2021 and then Wade and Casey uh, coming in at 61. After that, everything drops to about 49, 41, 41, lots right. of 41. So we must have, we must have at least 41 solid listeners that follow us.
1: Yeah. Cause I don't think anybody would download it twice. To no. Different devices, no, you? no, no,
0: no, and I don't know if it counted as second down, a separate download or not. And here's the thing: I have not, you know, people who podcast for a living. Yeah, we're doing this as a ministry, really. We're doing this just to encourage people, and well, is that what it is? <laughs> 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 or have reason something to talk about? Right. Um, but but you know, people promote this on social media, and people push their stuff. Right. I don't do any kind of promotion through social media or any of that. So, yeah. people who find it find it organically. Yeah. So
1: well, that's cool in a way. Maybe we should put. A, Publish it here and there.
0: Yeah, I could. Uh, it's going to take a little extra work as far as getting snippets and throwing stuff out there, and oh, maybe yeah. yeah so. Extra work. That's well. Like you have all your free
1: time to do that.
0: Yeah. So uh, that's kind of. But anyway. So yeah. 2025. so twenty five. Huh. Twenty twenty five. We got our faithful few, but that's okay.
1: Yeah. Maybe we got to we, we got to uh, continue to to improve upon our podcast and get it ready for the. Well, our let's big let's
0: time. look and see if our I don't know if it gives me. Uh, let's see stats. We, we might need a third voice. Uh, we've talked about that before. We've done it before. The thing is, we get busy, and we we. Yeah, it's hard to coordinate. Everybody don't schedules. invite them like we should. Yeah. Podcast overview. So, um, I'm looking here. So over time, total downloads over time that we've done this 2,838. Okay. So well, for not pushing it or anything. Nope. In six for- sixteen last week. So. I mean, no, I'm sorry, of, that's a predictor.
1: We are taking up computer hard drive space.
0: 49 downloads Phones, in right. the last 30 days. Sorry, 49 in the last 30 okay. days. All so, right. so looking for something. People are listening. People are listening. We're very know. bored. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we keeping them entertained one way or the other. So, Well, uh, I wanted to kind of jump into something today that we've kind of thrown out there and uh, is exciting for us as a ministry, and I was very excited about the launch um, a busy schedule. I'd like to go back out there on a Thursday sometime, but um, we just started our new chapel ministry, mm-hmm. uh, where we've started a chapel that's I would say driving. It's not too many miles from here, but probably because of traffic, maybe a good twenty twenty five minutes from here. I would say more or less. Mm, yeah, I would say that. If depending uh, on how you drive, right? Well, when you go and up the, the traffic. yeah, yeah. But when you go up that road the, towards the complejo, it's, it's, there's a lot of stopping and going to the side and waiting to pass. It's a very narrow, so it'll take yeah. you a little bit to get up there. But uh, anyway, we had—how many did we have that first service? It was really good. Yeah, I, I don't know. We
1: didn't get it. I don't think we got a count, but it was, I think, conservatively— um, 50 to
0: 70 at yeah, least. Yeah, 50 to 70. Yeah, and a lot of that was from our church, which I think was really cool too because we were actually getting into the communities where these our, our church members live. And so— it was really cool to see them uh, jump in. But I think the real litmus test was after that, because we set up a tent. and It was kind of a special event kind of thing. We brought out music and uh, the musicians from the church, and we brought out part of the, our, our praise group to, out there to sing. But um, I think Doug said it was like 10 or 11 ballplayers that came, which is good. There's a, That's good at so many levels because um, – a couple of our guys in church work with the baseball players, such as baseball being such a big thing. Mm-hmm. But to get young people out to something like that um, is also a huge, a huge move in the right direction, too. So, yeah, um, I
1: think uh, you know one of our deacons here at the main church here at Ebim, uh, uh, Andre. He he lives in that area and he has had a burden um, for that area for a while, and so he's been he's been a key. A key person for this uh, objective, uh, because he's been helping you know get the chapel ready. It's just a it's just a house that we've rented you know for a year or two, and um, you know just to get it kind of get a foothold in that area. And so uh, he's also a welder, and and and, and um, he made a beautiful pulpit uh, for for Doug, and it's just uh, it looks like something you would buy. I mean, it, it's just
0: he's really a, like he's amazing, it, like, yeah, 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 it was, yeah. It was
1: really good, uh, but just to see his involvement, I think that's one of the I think that's one of the takeaways, too, is it's the process of reaching out and having people in your church be a part of that and, and take the the load. So it's not—and that's one of the things we wanted to do. And there's a delicate balance in all of this. But for us, for me, I, I didn't want it to be overly missionary-driven yeah. because then the church people sort of get lost, left behind. But it's kind of walk with them. Um, right. And— and let them carry the weight and be responsible. And so uh, instead of me taking care of the pulpit need and going out and buying a pulpit or finding a pulpit or hiring somebody to do it, well, Andre saw the need. Um, Andre saw the need and he, he personally invested in order to, to supply that.
0: That's healthy. That's yeah. good. for Well, for the and, and I think there's, there's so much health. I mean, I'm going to go into a little bit. I don't know much of his back situation, but I know he had a difficult ministry situation in the past, and he's yeah. got some stuff kind of tucked away at the house. So this, I think, there's multiple layers going on here because I think this is healing. I think this yeah. is healing for somebody who's been through some some church trauma. And if you've worked in ministry for any time at all, it's hard to find any church without some level of church trauma. It just It's, yeah. it's very difficult. Um, and so I think that's cool that this is a, a potentially healing process for him where he can kind of dip his toes in. He doesn't have to be responsible for everything, but he can... He's a major player, a major yeah. participant in what's yeah, going backer. on, and so
1: and so. Doug, my father-in-law, uh, is helping, you know, sort of serving on point, uh, point guy. But he, but he is, uh, you know, coordinating with people like Andrea and others in the church. That, um, you know, I've been very happy with our deacons uh, here at EBIM that have, have been out there and have been encouragement, have been encouraging to to Doug. And you know, as they do that, and and of course Andre living there, and Hedemus doesn't live too far from there. Um, you know, having those guys involved uh, really is important for them. It, it's also important for our church that serves as a as a link oh, between yeah. the two yeah. two ministries. And no, it's not that we want to fill up the chapel with all Eben people. We want to reach the community. The purpose of the chapel, you know, just to back up, is just to to reach uh, areas of the city that have limited access to a good, you know, a good Bible teaching church. Um, So like you said, it's 20, 25 minutes away. I mean, land-wise, it's not that far away.
0: No, it's just getting there is quite a... But
1: culturally, I mean, some people back in that neighborhood would have to walk, take a motor, then maybe even take a van, and then walk some more to get here to the church. Unless they have a reason, they know somebody, they're deeply impacted... Uh, what we figured out is uh, they're just not going to come. Now, we can, they're just not going to come to the main church. I mean, we could, uh, we could pass out 10,000 tracks up sure. in that neighborhood right, and, yeah. and invite them to EBIM. And I'm telling you, because we have done this over the years, and at some point, you, you have to just face the facts. I mean, you, you go out in those areas and you pass out thousands of, of tracks and invite them to church, and then nobody shows. Um, why? Because they don't really have a connection. Um, they don't have a reason to come. Now, we do have somebody from up in that area of the, the, Olympic, uh, the Olympic Center that comes here. But why does she come here? Well, her daughter was reached years ago, and then we were able to have a ministry with her. And so for her, it's worth the trouble of walking, taking a motor, taking a van, walking some more, maybe taking another motor to get to the church. Uh, and she comes from a very poor background. There's other areas that she could go to, but she comes here because she has that deep connection.
0: Yeah. And, and so. there's a, there's so much culture and then beyond culture, there's just a matter of practicality that plays into all these things. For instance, somebody like her who may not have the, the, the resources so much, but she's made the sacrifice because it's had a major impact in her life. But somebody mm-hmm. who doesn't have that history with us is not going to have that same incentive to, to make that investment. They're going to, you know, and, and you have to understand in, in our culture here, Canada, when I was in Venezuela, this is the same thing. People live in pretty tight circles in their communities. There's little mm-hmm. corner stores called Colmados that you can basically get whatever you need. If you want to buy one egg, you can buy one egg. And so um, in, in Latin American culture in and of itself is typically a lot of times, you know, we gringos go shopping for the week. They go shopping for the day most times, and so most of what they need, they can get pretty close. There's no need for them to step out into wider circles. So unless there's there, there's an emotional spiritual connection, a lot of times they're gonna stay in pretty tight circles just because it's easy for them. Yeah. So.
1: that's a good uh, good point and good way of breaking that down. And I think I think you know putting these outposts in these areas gives us a chance to. Be in that community and have a presence in that community, and so um, you know it's not too much. It's not too much of a cost for them living back in that community to just walk down the street and say, "I'll
0: check this out," you know, and, and make. We had a lot of that happen. That was cool. We yeah, were set sure. up a tent. In fact, a little bit of a laugh going on. So Carlos uh, Cruz, who's our kind of our tech guy here, sound guy here, that works in the they handle of the sound stuff at our main church, huh. um, asked me to come up and run the sound. While he did others because he was playing an instrument and everybody's busy. So I said, sure, I come up there. But I, I faced the soundboard away from Doug. I'm looking the other way. I'm looking at the street corner. There was tons of people super interested. Oh, yeah. Slowing down. I was laughing because uh, poor Elizabeth was playing the guitar and she had stepped in an anthill. And she, mm. no, 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 Lamore uh, Lamore yeah. stepped in an anthill. And she's oh, yeah. she maintained a straight face, but I'm watching her just dance from one foot to the, the other because I mean she's getting chewed up. But oh. um I did see a lot of people interested. We had a lady from across the street came over and brought her child. So I think there's a lot of cool engagement in the community. And I think what I'm loving about this is this is like this is the final stage of discipleship. This is the final stage of the Great Commission. You know, actually an empty seat here as this develops and turns into its own work or, you know, as, as it grows is the greatest Testament to the gospel and the greatest Testament, to the great commission we have, because someone has been brought up and discipled and taught here and then sent out to, to reach. And so I think that's very cool as we look at that is obviously we don't know exactly what's going to happen. But I think God's yeah. been good in what he's done.
1: Yeah. And I, and I think, and it gives you, you know, it's, it's like a body of water. If uh, the water just uh, accumulates and sits, it stagnates. Yeah, and stagnated water um, becomes unhealthy. Yeah, oh, very yeah. quickly. And the same thing with the church. If you don't have some, if you don't have some flow out on, on mission, not flow out because they're mad or angry or they're divisive, but flow out because they're out on mission, um, church becomes stagnant, and and people, and that becomes very unhealthy. Um, and so, yeah, if you have some people that that come up and then go out, well, yeah, now there's uh, that means that there's other places inside that church where he, he got sent out from that now need uh, leadership to step up. Um, there's people that need to be reached. And right. so, you know, there's a flow there. It's not that uh, you send them out and then you just lose and then you just continue to send them out and continue out. Well, one day you wouldn't, you wouldn't exist because you wouldn't have anybody to do anything. No, it's the fact that you just reload. I mean, it's... it's it's almost, for lack of a, I mean, I, I, I'm thinking of like a college football team. You know, you have players for three, four years. Well, nowadays, you have them for one year, and then they transfer somewhere else and play. But, you know, the idea being that you have them three or four years, and then you, you reload with recruits. And so, not that we're a college football program, or a church, but, but you know, I, I think about this, too. We just recently had a family that uh, moved to the United States. I mean, man, I think we've talked about this before, but... We've had a lot of people uh, through this church that then moved to the United States, and, mm-hmm. and so it's just the reality of ministry here. You pour into somebody for several years, and then and then they get their visa, and they're excited to go on, and so you, you just have to praise the Lord that, well, they're, they're, they're welcome with the Lord. Uh, they'll plug into a church and make that church stronger somewhere else. You know, they're not staying here and, and and helping our church per se, but they're it's part of the kingdom work. You know.
0: Yeah, so. and and I think again, this you Same never point. know how God's going to lead certain people. Um, a couple books that were recommended to me by a good friend of mine is Gaining by Losing, mm-hmm. um, that I just started reading, and then from Mega Church to Multiplication uh, that I haven't started yet. I did the Gaining by Losing, I've started, but. Um, you know, just a concept of the idea is we send people out. God will fill those spots with yeah. other people because yeah. we're fulfilling the Great Commission. In other words, he, he's given us the minister. He's given us the, the, the stewardship of these people for now. We raise them up, send them out as they're ready. What's cool for me, though, is, is you and I have talked about this a lot in podcasts, but it's kind of the trickle-down effect, too, because... Um, my university small group is rather unique. I have about three. In fact, I have a a, a group on my phone, a WhatsApp, I call them the Anclas, the Anchors, wow. because they're pretty much the ones that show up every week. I've got a couple others that are hit and miss, um, and some attend different churches, and so that's cool. I want them to feel totally, but. Uh, so I I texted them and I said, hey, let's I'd like to you guys at least once a week, let's head up there. Let's be a part of this. Let's see how we can incur or once, once a, a month. month. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Head up there and do that. And so um, I had the opportunity to kind of walk through them and I prepared like a, I've got a website. So I did a, a hidden page on my website that they could go to to kind of walk through how to share the gospel with somebody. But it was pretty cool how excited they were about it. I yeah, mean, Miguel I so. was pumped. Um, Lara really opened up her heart. And I think that even a side effect of this is just encouraging them and their walk because now their walk is, it matters. I'm doing discipleship with the guys, but their walk matters because they're pouring in other people too. So it's like, it, yeah. it, it's had this full circle effect. Uh, yeah, you
1: know, I think that, that was exciting to see and just to stand around and talk to them. And, and, you know, what that actually does is energize them for where they're at right now. Which is in the main church in a college uh, career so it's it's almost it's almost the effect of when a missions trip really has a, an impact on a group mm-hmm. that goes from the United States or wherever and then they go somewhere else and they just they have their world view just kind of enlarged you know the as far as the missions and the heartbeat and the compassion and and they realize that they're serving in this you know, foreign context and they realize, Hey, I could be doing this back home. And so in the same way with your college group, you know, they're, they're discussing this or unpacking this, is kind of in theory, but now all of a sudden they're going to this it's practical other location is yeah. practical. And they're seeing this in the chapel. That's not to say that instantly they all say, okay, bye Jason. We're going to the chapel to work. No, they're still in the college group. They're yeah. still coming oh, to yeah. church, but yeah. now there's a, there's a freshness and it's sort of like they, they can see that, it's not just about maintaining uh, what we have here at the church. It's about preparing <laughs> and getting the gospel out.
0: Right. And, so, and like uh, a, with the three, I could potentially see at least one of them eventually move into a full-time work, but it would take a while. We're still yeah. on the, the basics of training, but what's, yeah. what's cool. I wish he could read the, I wish he could read the, the texts, the interactions I had with them, because they were so pumped. They're pumped. They're inquisitive. Yeah. They're, you know, they asked, well, how come, John, do you think maybe Proverbs would be – they weren't yeah. being critical. Yeah. They weren't being critical. I said, well, Proverbs is kind of these small little snippets. I said, John, is, we're trying to build a doctrinal base, and that's right. why. And so, you know, e- those are still teaching moments, and yeah, those sure. were interactions. I'm, sitting at, you know, I'm standing in the gym just texting back and forth on my phone having that conversation. So there is, like – so here's here is who you wouldn't think when you think of chapel ministry the impact that it would be having on somebody you probably wouldn't think the university group, but it's given me a segue and see the, the two things I really am trying to focus on right now. Number one is teach them what it is to hear God hear God's voice in their life, obey and listen when He's talking and learn how to have that relationship. Just the the basics of relationship accountability, blah blah blah. Second thing is, I think there there are there's a lot of misconceptions, misnomers about what ministry is. Mm. And I simply told them, I said, go, you don't have to do per se anything. Just talk to people. All you have to do is talk to people. If God wants to open up a relationship and a friendship or an opportunity, he'll do it. Just go there and be willing. And I said, just, you know, sometimes you got to pick stuff up and carry chairs and all that. That's just, that's the not so fun part of ministry, but that is part of ministry. And so um, I-, I want them to see that this walk with God is not so mysterious but I also want them to see that ministry too is not just this for official people with titles. They can minister, they can pour into somebody's life and they don't have to manufacture the moment. They just have to create the relational bridge. And once that's there, God will, God will create the moments. And they just have to be tuned in and listening and ready to go. And so it's given me a segue into a much deeper level of discipleship with them. So it's been cool. In fact, within a, Probably within the last month, I sat down with those guys and had a really kind of a deep conversation. We have this little dynamic that's hard to break, and I don't know how to do it. But all my guys speak English, fluent English. I mean, like American fluent English. And so I've tried so hard. We have other people come in that are only Spanish speakers. I try to curve the group back in. Hey guys, vamos, vamos hablar español. You know, and and they do for a minute, and they do it because it's but they switch. It's it's not even an intentional thing. And so I said them to them a couple weeks ago, I said, there's two ways we can handle our group. I said, everybody's welcome. I'll see public, you know, publishing and people show up. We'll switch it to, to Spanish. No problem. I said, but given the dynamic that we have, I said, we can either make this extremely evangelistic group or we can make this a more discipleship, prepare you guys for investing. And so we, we're kind of taking it more since they're mostly the anchor group that shows up all the time. We're, we're taking a deeper dive, deeper investment. So we're hitting topics that are a little bit more at home. Again, all of this came to to be because of the outreach ministry that we're doing with the chapel. Because now there's a reason and a purpose behind it. Yeah, and so yeah, it's been a cool.
1: Yeah, I, that's good. I, and I, and I really like that from on all levels of uh, of the church um, because it's you know you, we mentioned Andre. You mentioned Andre. It has been a, a sense of uh, healing for him. I mean, he's 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 had a sense of healing. Working in the church, he's a deacon in the church. It's been it's been good. His his hurt um, and the things that he has had to face uh, wasn't from from the main church here. It was from prior ministry. Right. Like right, yeah, I
0: should have specified but, that.
1: But then, uh, you know, <coughs> getting involved has just kind of unlocked that uh, that dimension of. of of service that he was involved in before
0: excitement, seeing lives and excitement.
1: change, and and so yep. it's from his neighborhood. He's been praying about you know opportunity, and so uh, that's really good to see. But then to see you know like your college group there, and and just see how that's kind of fired them up, and then you know just to be able to again at all levels of the church just have some involvement in this chapel, and you know who knows where it's all going to go. At the very least, it's an outpost. And we will reach people there that we wouldn't otherwise reach. And yeah. so, if it's nothing more than that, and we just have these outposts, then I would still, uh, I would still consider that a success, a success. If if that's what the Lord wants, then it's a success. If if we are faithful to doing what He's asked us to do. Now, if those chapels can one day. Uh, Turn into churches. Well, again, I think it all just comes back to whatever the Lord wills. Mm -hmm. We're trying Mm -hmm. to be careful here not to, because I I think you could, I I can see a pathway where you could have, you could have several chapels and they never turn into churches, but you're consistently uh, reaching people with the gospel. And it may be a situation too, like we've experienced here in San Pedro, the, the greater part of the city. Um, you know, you get into these uh, smaller areas and people are, they're, they're moving as far as they're transient in their, in their, in their progression of life. So you come from that little area, you have a little bit of education and then you want to move out of that area as soon as possible. So it's going to be, it may be hard to keep good, solid leadership in that particular, um, neighborhood because they're trying to move up. So they move from there to they move across town yeah you know and they might be here and then they move from here where to Santo Domingo or they move to the states. I mean, if we're seeing this at the big city, I can imagine that in these little neighborhoods
0: that are uh, are poor, uh, you know it may be hard to keep people in that little chapel well that, that what you just That's explained possible. is a huge and and there's really two sides of that evaluation yeah. process because we have to look at it from the cultural side, which you just brought up, which is extremely valid in fact. When people come, I always try to explain that, that why we do things the way we do may be a little bit different than what you've seen or the way we talk or the way we yeah. handle certain situations because, like, for instance, university students, and I'm getting off the chapel thing, but university yeah. students. So... Number one, in Latin American countries, education is like the pinnacle of everything because that's your escape. Through education, you don't have to live in San Pedro anymore. You can go to Santo Domingo. You can go to Santiago. You can go to other places in the country, get better jobs. You can get out of here because there's, there's a cap on what you can earn here in the city. There's high competition between lawyers and blah, blah, blah. So the chance of you flying up that ladder is not real high, but if you get out of here. So education, I would say culturally to a fault. And, and what has surprised me is even with solid families, if somebody says, well, um, I just need to stay home today because I got to do homework from church. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, we were brought up differently. And I know I was brought up in a more legalistic environment. So I always mm-hmm. try to keep that in mind because missing one service is not the end of the world. Right. But it, uh, the priorities speak highly you to can me. You see
1: patterns it's not just, it's not just one time for homework. No, no, it's shocking. Yeah. Yeah. There's, that's not a problem. We would be very careful to say anything, but if you look at the trend line or the pattern for months, you'll be like, he's missing all the
0: time. Well, and I don't say anything because I think it's a Holy spirit thing. Unless God gives me the opportunity and it's clear that I do need to say something, but that is a huge cultural thing that we deal with here. And so even in the church with solid families who are highly involved in ministry, their kids sometimes are not even here because they have homework and that's okay Mm -hmm. with the parents. Excuse me. And so it's just, these are little, so how do you, how do I, uh, as I, you know, looking at the chapel with the same mentality with my university group, how do I prepare somebody to minister in San Pedro if in the back of their mind, it's always, they're out of here. If they get a chance, they're out of here. So it is hard to, uh, you brought out a great dynamic. I also think this causes us to look at ourselves, look at our main church and say, Hey, we're taking a step by faith here because if this does turn into a church and we do lose a few people because they're stepping out into full-time ministry there and they're going to minister there, then that does leave some holes here. And that does affect some things. It does affect, you know, our, who are, who we have for deacons, maybe music people, maybe certain other people. It might, it might leave some holes. Uh, and so it causes us to take a deep look and say, are we okay to let go? Are we okay to, so I think this is really good in many ways. Faith is always going to push you out of your comfort zone. Uh, you know, it's always going to make yeah. you kind of, kind of, I don't know, you have that kind of moment yeah. where you're like, man, what do we do here? Cause this could really, this could go either way. But I think,
1: uh, I, yeah, I think, so I think, uh, I think, you know, pick up on that. We're in a, we're in a unique city as far as when I hear other people talk of, of, of the cities that are working in and all that, we're sort of in this, we are not the, we're not the top city that people are wanting to come to, but we're a large city. So You know, you've got over 200, 250,000 people, so that's a very good-sized city. But yet, uh, any young up-and-coming, I mean, they're thinking outside of San Pedro. And so it just trickles down. So if you're in a a poor neighborhood, you're thinking, I need to get out of this poor neighborhood. need to go somewhere else. And so, but, uh, you know, I don't think you just give up with that. And the other thing that I've noticed, too, is that with, for the missionary, I I think— I think we have plenty of ministry for the foreseeable future um, because you're going to continue to work with people and they're going to continue to go to other cities and you're just going to continue to get, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah,
0: well, mean, and, and that too, there's two things I've learned in that. Number one, it's not my job to call people. It's God's job yeah. to call people. I just need to prepare them for when God does speak to them. Yeah. That's, that's one. Um, two is, again, just that mindset of... Um, in form, we're the same, but in function, we're different. You know, mm-hmm. we made some ministry shifts here with Sarah and I. We were involved in the youth, but we it was, it was two American families. Mm-hmm. And I just said to Sarah, I said, when I walk, if, I, if, if I'm not saying when, but if I walk, if we have to leave, whatever. When I look back and I say, you know, we leave this huge hole in the youth group because we never helped raise somebody up. And I think I've seen in our church, it's very easy for people to go, oh, the missionary will do it, and and so they don't get involved, and so that was a big decision for us to say, hey, if I'm not helping Dominicans reach their own people, then I'm not com- I'm not fulfilling what God's called me to do here. Again, form same, uh, or, or yeah, form the same function, different, and so you know, I don't. We work under the ministry of Dominicans, so there's not an issue. In other words, we have authority yeah. over us as Dominican, but my my. Function as a missionary is slightly different because my job is not to just fill a hole. My job is to prepare somebody else to fill that hole. Yeah. So sure.
1: sure. So yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think that's a good a good segment on the chapel. I mean, yeah. I think uh, you know our, our desire would be to see the the, the chapels um, continue to expand as as we have the people that be able to do that. We're not under any sort of pressure, or you know, we we don't want this to be you know, you reference the uh, legalistic background. We don't want this to be um, the no. bus ministry all over again, right. where it's like, oh, how many chapels and how many people do we have in our So chapels? we can send and, out numbers, yeah. And so we send out numbers and, um, you know, this high-pressure type deal. I think we move at the pace that, um, uh, that God gives us, and I think that pacing includes having faith steps, too, because you're never 100% ready. Yeah. You know, and you, you have people that ask, or, or people that will say, you know, I don't think I'm quite ready. Well, you're never always, you're never ever going to be a hundred percent ready. There's always a, a stretching. And I, and I think, you know, whether that's in, in preparation, I, I was talking to somebody about, you know, stepping up in a, in a different position and, and the person said, I, I don't think, you know, I, I don't, I don't know that I'm, I'm fully ready. And so I just kind of laughed and I said, you know, I don't know. That you never you're are. <laughs> you never are fully ready. No, nope. um, but you're far enough along that,
0: uh, you know, you can, you can do this. And so, and I've walked the walk of faith. I'm only 49, but I've walked the walk of faith to lo- know typically God doesn't give the grace before you need it. He gives the grace when you need it. And sometimes yeah. you feel like it's after you need it. <laughs> mm, yeah, so right. the grace doesn't usually come, you know, live by faith is learning to squash the butterflies in your stomach and just take, go on what you know, Yeah. who he is and how he operates because, that's if you ever think faith is going to be lack of emotions, it never is. I've never found it to be so far. Um.
1: Yeah, well, he, Hebrews 11, you know, uh, says, six, it, you know, that Yeah. 11 says, that without, without faith,
0: it's impossible please God. Yeah. Yeah. Good word. Well, guys, pray for this. And uh, I think this will be a cool, if you come down and visit us, this would be really cool. Uh, one thing to end on, a couple of things that we didn't get to share at the beginning, but. God has been really gracious to us as far as the strategic location of where it is. We're 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 really about a block and a half maybe off that major um, uh, sports complex that we have up there. So there's a lot of foot traffic, a lot of people that can easily get to that little house. I think God gave us a good deal on the rent as well. Uh, I think Doug's handling that, but I think he gave us a, a really good deal on that. And so there's just a lot of things that are really cool that God did. And the guy that rented the house was very open I was there when uh, Andre and, and Jeremias and the guys were there, and they were very excited. So it was just cool to, to be a part of that that day um, when we actually talked to the guy about renting. So come check it out. Come be a part of it. Come see uh, what God's doing. And we're excited to have a new outreach opportunity in our, in our community. And hopefully, if God wills, that, that we might have even a, a little church that begins to grow in that area. So all right, guys, thanks for being with us, and we'll catch you next episode.